You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, uh, coming to you live from Bismarck. I want to talk about Sioux Falls for a bit. I was in Sioux Falls two weeks ago for a meeting of the Northern Lieutenancy of the Equestrian Order of the Holy Sepulchre of Jerusalem. I've been a member uh, since 2013. I brought about 20 people into the Equestrian Order. We, we support the Christian presence in the Holy Land, and then we come together. The Northern Lieutenancy is made up of eight states, and we, we come together for uh, deepening of faith, fraternity, and um, it, it, was a, it was a delightful weekend in, in Sioux Falls. Um, Bishop Donald DeGrude was our host. It was, it was delightful to, to briefly meet him and, and visit with him. Uh, I think of Father Morgan at, at the cathedral. I want to say the cathedral totally blew me away. The St. Joseph Cathedral of Sioux Falls. Um, I, I guess I just had no idea. It, it, its first Mass was in 1918. It stands on, on top of a hill. It, the, the twin spires are 185 feet tall. They, 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 they just uh, redid that. Um, I, I think around 10 years ago to, to the ideas of Masquerade, the, uh, the architect that was there. But, but the, the Cathedral of Sioux Falls, Eli, the Cathedral of Sioux Falls, were you there? Yeah, yep, I've been and there. I, I just, I, I got to get out more. I think I got to get out more. It, it, it blew me away. So to our listeners of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, thank you, Bishop DeGrude, for your um, uh, hospitality. And thank you for, for all that you've uh, done uh, for us. It was a, it was a great... Uh, it, it's a lot of work to put them together. Uh, I commend the equestrian order of the Diocese of Sioux Falls that, that worked together to coordinate. Uh, there were about 600 of us, and um, that was the, um, a, a, great, a great memory. It's, it's, Sioux Falls is always further south in Fargo than I remember. It's a, a 236 miles. I always think it's right over the hill, and then there's another 120 miles to go. <laughs> I, I just didn't know. It was, but it's great. And um, my dad is in the studio here, briefly stopping in to say hello. We're, my studio is my office here at Corpus Christi, and we welcome all of our listeners. Thank you for listening. We are a listener-supported radio show, and you can support us. Um, with your, um, your banquets in your area. Remember, our banquet here in Bismarck is on Monday, November 29th. Steve Ray will be here. I will emcee that banquet, and there's going to be a lot of uh, Corpus Christi parishioners. There are parishioners from all over. It's at the Bismarck Event Center. Please do contact us to, to get a table. Jessica at realpresenceradio.com for more information. Uh, check your local uh, dates for your local area, but here in Bismarck, it's on Monday, November 29th. Steve Ray. My next guest is uh, Cindy uh, Andrust. She is um, a part of my adult faith formation team at Corpus Christi. We're going to talk about what she does. Uh, she does it very effectively. And um, so let me start by saying to you, Cindy, uh, good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you on Real Presence Radio. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first. About six years ago, as I was ne nearing the end of my career uh, as a dietitian and food service director, 
Um, I met with Father Paul Becker, and he gave me the wonderful opportunity of following my passion, which is leading adult faith formation uh, here at Corpus Christi. We've been members of this parish for 10 years. Um, in the many years of, of my life, I, I started as a cradle Catholic, going to Catholic school, um, and have been members of parishes throughout Fargo, Mandan, and now in Bismarck. Um, I married, and we have two children, uh, Tracy and Scott, and they've blessed us with the gift of four grandchildren, which is a, a true blessing. So tell us what uh, you do during the day as an adult faith formation director. Uh, what I do as an adult faith formation director is look for opportunities for our parishioners to encounter the Lord, um, to uh, have them experience that relationship with the Lord that will lead them to a deeper conversion of their faith. And as they live and are converted in their faith, they live in communion with the church. So to live as his disciples. So that's kind of my goal. I always, when I taught high school, I always reminded my kids that as St. As Anselm defined theology, as faith seeking understanding, our faith does always seek to understand itself better. Um, how do you how do you uh, attract people to your programming to do that? How do you attract people who have the faith? They've been living the faith all their life, uh, but to 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 understand it better. I think first and foremost in a parish is relationships. We come and join a parish, a community of believers, and as we form a relationship, it's often that personal invitation. Um, just as in anything you promote, you need to use all the tools that you have available in your parish, whether it's the bulletin, parish website, um, uh and in our parish, we have wall slides. Uh, those seem to be some of the most effective um, means. Um, but it's often personal invitation. Cindy Andrus is my adult faith formation director here at Corpus Christi. We have uh, a large parish here. Um, uh, Cindy, larger than most, around 2,400 families. And we have 7,000 people attached to it. So there, there, there's a lot of adults here. And I've witnessed your, your work uh, being done successfully. Uh, tell me a little bit about your programming. Whom, whom do you use? Whom do you present? In what formats do you do it? There's people listening all over uh, the upper Midwest. Uh, give, give, some of your, give some of your secrets away, Cindy. <laughs> like okay, we're going to get her back on here. We're going to get that headset back on. Uh, why don't you... Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Turn that over. I think... Yeah. Okay, we're okay. going to just get that headset back on. Turn that your thing right, right over. Okay. There we go. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Technical give, give difficulties. Us some, give, us, give us some of your secrets. Um, I think um, one of the things in a parish that's very effective is especially a large parish like ours is forming small f group uh, faith communities for people to connect 
with one another so that as they connect and learn to live as Christ's disciples, they learn to live out that faith in the parish. So we each spring and fall, we offer a Bible study or other faith formation classes on Monday evenings. Uh, we also have women a women's group that meets monthly uh, where women are invited to come and go as they're able um, particularly with their busy lives as wives and mothers, um, but for them to meet with other Catholic women to explore topics of interest. Uh, we also have, um, we know that people today learn f- by digital methods. So we have a subscription to form, which was gifted to us by one of our parishioners. And the wide variety of programs, movies, books, and audio can help um, adults, uh, parents, and families uh, to uh, learn at home. And so we promote that as well. I think Today, you need to meet people where they're at in their busy lives. Cindy, I direct uh, resources to you and to your position as pastor here. Your position as adult faith formation coordinator at the Corpus Christi Church in Bismarck. Why, why, why is this position important in the life of a parish? I think in you know the life of a parish, we can... If we don't continue to learn about our faith, we can stagnate. In our careers, we know it's important to continue learning, whether it's through classes, workshops, but how much more important it is to learn and grow in our faith and our relationship with Christ. Um, You know, too often we've seen where people end their faith formation when they are confirmed in the church. And we really need to encourage people to come to that adult relationship uh, with Christ and also uh, know more about his church. It's 42 minutes past the hour. This is Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. Eli is in the house keeping me online here at the Church of Corpus Christi from my office. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. It's great to host with you again. And I'm visiting with Cindy Andrus. She is the uh, Adult Faith Formation Coordinator here. Uh, Cindy, I, I discovered when I, in my years of teaching high school as a priest, uh, even after all my years of theology, that I had um, teaching high school, I, I continued to learn a lot about my faith. And when you learn a lot about your faith and it touches your heart, you grow in your faith. Um, how have you grown in your love and understanding for the Catholic faith through your work in adult formation here? Well, I think it's often said that the teacher learns more than the student, and that certainly is the case for me. Um, I've been very blessed here at Corpus Christi. Each day I learn about new things in the church um, and about developing that relationship with Christ. And uh, I think when I was younger, I participated in interdenominational Bible studies, but today I see the true wisdom in the church. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Cindy, if you can hang on. I've got a couple more uh, questions for you, all right? And then we're going to let you get back to work. i got a 9-11 reflection coming up before the top of the hour as well, as we near uh, that anniversary of our country, the 20th anniversary of September uh, 11th. 
and and what that means for us today and everything else going on in the world. So we'll be back in just one moment. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. You know, we mentioned uh, Catholic Answers earlier. Yes. And, you know, not only are they a good uh, source of information on the, uh, on the radio, over the air, but a lot of times, you know, they might not ask the question that you want to hear. So you go to the website, and they've mm-hmm. got a Q&A thing that, you know, they answer just about every kind of question that somebody might have. And so it's, uh, you know, you come to Catholic Radio for answers. And even if you don't hear it over the air, there are other sources. And, you know, just about everybody on Catholic Radio has a book that has been written <laughs> to address true. any number of different, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, aspects of the church and its history. And so, you know, it's just a wonderful source of information and it's a wonderful uh, a means of evangelization. And we know it's effective because we hear from people. This is Doug Winter from St. Mary of the Lakes in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Uh, we got a good show planned for you. I do have Dr. Louise Murphy, president of the Bismarck Catholic Physicians Guild, at the top of the hour. As we work our way to the top of the hour, I'm finishing my interview with Cindy Anderst, and we are... Um, then I'm going to talk about 9-11 a little bit and what, what all that means for me and um, for us, really. But Cindy, in your work here in adult faith formation, um, you um, were shut down when I, you know, when I came, it was, it was, you know, I've been here a year, um, and you, you exhibited a lot of versatility, didn't you? In in virtual adult faith formation, I bet I bet that's something you didn't anticipate when Father Becker hired you. That you know, not not only do you have to learn what you have to do, but you're going to do it all online, right? How was how was that? Well, it 
you know, we all learned about Zoom, of course, and um, one of my opportunities was to uh, teach a Bible study on Zoom, and it turned out to be a wonderful experience um, for the participants and for myself, Um, and it was amazing. As we came back together, we used all the usual social distancing, and um, we found that People were eager to come back to the church and to be in that community that we had developed. I listened to the the director of the Bismarck Event Center this morning on the radio. She indicated that there are conferences canceling and things are going back to some virtual meetings and conferencing. So I suppose you're in a good position to do that again if you have to. Yes, and you know you have to at this time just be flexible and be on your toes and um, just be where we need to be to so, keep people safe. Any uh, final thoughts or reflections, Cindy? Um, just that we are very excited this fall to be offering this search here at Corpus Christi, and uh, that is a program put together by Dr. Tim Gray and his team at the Augustine Institute. We'll be offering it as a seven-week adult study on Monday evenings, and then Mel Konechka is also going to be offering it to our parents of the children who participate in our children's faith formation. Um, that program will challenge um, the the person who's very committed in their Catholic faith, as well as the skeptic. Cindy, I brought Dr. Tim Gray into Bismarck for uh, a priest conference, mm-hmm. as in my work as Director of Education here in the Diocese. So that ought to be interesting, and I wish you well. I want to thank you for coming on today and stepping out of your office, coming down to mine for these thoughts and reflections on your work, and, and really the importance of adult faith formation. One of the precepts of the Church is to continue to learn about our faith, and uh, you're involved uh, directly with that, so I wish you continued uh, blessings in your work. Thank you, Monsignor. Thank you for being on. So not all parishes have resources to um, move into adult faith formation, and we um, certainly have them here so that we can um, expand and, and uh, create uh, create that opportunity for, for the adult faith formation. Uh, so... Um, I want to thank Cindy for being here. It's an important part, and they're, they're, a great group is, is always gathering uh, w- with her uh, for that. So um, this morning I started my day, as I usually do, um, around uh, 5 in the morning. It's the best time of the day, 5 to 7 a.m. I get up, and I, um, I uh, pray, I, I exercise, I start my work uh, before, I, before I get here. And uh, I, I'm watching on, people always ask me what I'm watching on Netflix as I exercise. I, I finished um, Longmire. I finished um, the seventh season of The Blacklist. I'm watching now um, 9-11. Uh, and um, it's called Turning Point. Turning Point. 9-11 and the War on Terror. I, I stumbled upon this. And I, it, ha- having just left Afghanistan... And all of the pain and death and suffering, all of the poverty we witnessed, all of the money, and all of the um, uh, emotions that come with uh, Americans with the war on terror in Afghanistan, Uh, you should watch this on Netflix. It's called Turning Point, 9-11 and the War on Terror.
I, I'm, it's a, it's a five-part series. And, and w w what, it, what it does, and as Americans now, we're looking at this through a different prism, having left Afghanistan, and whatever your opinion is of that. Um, and and I, I've learned this history before, and, but every time I hear it, I, it, it just surprises me, the complexity of the story in Afghanistan. And uh, remember that this goes back to the, the uh, Soviet invasion in Afghanistan in, in 1979. The Soviets were there, it was a nine-year, one-week war from 79 to 89. This started with a, uh, there was a coup in 19, this goes, when we look at, we're going to see images of the Twin Towers falling now for the next couple of weeks as we get to the 20th anniversary of 9-11. This started back in the 70s. And, and there, there was, a, um, there, there was a, a, a Communist Party, an Afghanistan Communist Party took over in 1978. It modernized everything. So the Soviets invade Afghanistan in 1979. This makes America nervous because the Soviets now, what are they doing? Expanding, you know, the Soviet Union? So America gets nervous with the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. And we, start su we support, we send money and, and arms to, to the resistance against the Soviets. It, it, this is, and uh, it's called the, the Mujahideen. We, we sponsor them, America, Great Britain, and our coalition allies. And, and for, for, for nine years this happens. We, we, give them, we give them, in the end, the Stinger missile, which, uh, which, which pushed, really, the Soviet Union out, out, of, out, out of Afghanistan. It, it brought down their helicopters and aircraft very effectively. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shoulder rocket, American technology. Uh, but as we, as we funded the resistance to the Soviet Union, in Afghanistan, for those nine years, a group developed called Al-Qaeda. And you, it, our tax dollars formed Al-Qaeda as, as a splinter of this Mujahideen. And there was this young charismatic leader that uh, came on the radar of the Department of State and a the other countries didn't know what to do with him. America didn't want him. His name was Osama bin Laden. And the coalition companies sent, the, 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 the coalition countries sent him to Afghanistan. Because what harm can he do to the world in Afghanistan? So it's a, and all the while this is developing now. The Soviets leave in 89. Al-Qaeda takes hold in Afghanistan. The United States media is obsessed with Monica Lewinsky and the Clinton scandal. The 1993 World Trade Center bombing, we think, is just something passing. And then we have 9-11. I'm just saying that 
when we all looked at those images on September 11, 2001, and I was putting peanut butter on my toast at the St. Joe's Rectory in Mandan, Father Kaz Pollock was living with me. He was having the Mass. The first plane hit at 8.46 Eastern Time, 7.46 Central. The second plane hit at 8.03 Central Time. Um, and then we knew, and then the Pentagon was 9.37 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, so 8.37. So th this started at in, in the Central Time Zone, 7.46 8.03, 8.37. But as we looked at this, we said to ourselves, who would do this to us? And why? And I'm telling you when, you, when you look at this history, and the latest presentation of it is on Netflix. It's called Turning Point, 9-11 and the War on Terror. When, when, you, when, you, when you ask that question, who in the world could do this to us? Why don't they like us? When you watch the presentation of this history, it, it makes sense that it happened. And now that we've left Af and and now that we've left Afghanistan, the question is with the Department of State, um, where where is so so Al Qaeda now takes over, but they can't maintain order after the Soviets leave. There's a group that rises to maintain, they're the only group that can maintain order after the Soviets leave, because it was completely destroyed virtually, and that group is called the Taliban. And now the Taliban control Afghanistan, and the history continues. I watched on the elliptical in the last two days, the last 40 years of this history, and I thought in the shower this morning, if I live to be 94, 40 years from now, where is this going to go? Let's pray for all of the soldiers who have served in the Middle East since 9-11 and before. We remember on that day, 2,996 people were killed in those Twin Towers and in the area. Uh, I, I remember that image. We all do. The White House Chief of Staff, Andrew Card, walking in whispering in the ear of President George Bush. He was in a classroom. Andrew Card said America is under attack. And we have to have an understanding of how this happened. And history is really interesting. Facts are stubborn things. May they all rest in peace, especially those most recently who came back, those who did not return alive, and their families who mourn their loss. Remember, the United no, but no country has given more to the world than the United States of America. We pray for peace, and we pray that history will not repeat itself. Those are some of my reflections as we near the 20th anniversary of 9-11. As we come up on 59 minutes past the hour on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network, We'll be back in just one moment. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. Eli is with me. As long as he's on the right side of me, I know we're going to stay on the air. If the head st sets, stay on the head. Right, Eli? That's <laughs> right, Monsignor. All right, we've got one hour to go. I have Dr. Louise Murphy coming up next in the last hour of Real Presence Live. We'll be back in one moment.